0: You're going to remember this every day for the rest of your life. If you want to get to a goal, if you want to get to your dream, you got to focus on all the little steps. You have to put in your time. You have to be patient and you have to enjoy the process. Whatever you're doing now, whatever you want to be great at, whatever you want to be special at, I'm sure you may be already be good at it. But to be extraordinary, you have to do extra. I firmly believe that we are all here for a very specific reason to do something truly extraordinary. But what are you going to do to get there? Welcome back to the show, Louis Barone. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm good. Yeah, it's good to have you back. Uh, For y'all who don't know uh, my connection to this young man, uh, I was working at a uh, corporate wellness facility many years. He came in and instantly. I like this person uh, because he was number one, first and foremost, he was a good person, big heart, uh, smart, uh, wanted to work hard, wanted to learn, wanted to grow, and we instantly hit it off as buddies. So I actually uh, talked with him a lot. Uh, he certainly has helped me a great deal, and I hope that I can uh, return that favor, at least a quarter of it. Um, but Lewis, tell us what's been going on in your life the last couple years, because we've had you on, but at the same time, You're making some uh, crazy uh, growth, some great learning life experiences, and now you're making major shifts. Tell us about the last two years and the evolution of your life. What's going on, man?
1: Yeah, so um, uh, actually when you asked me to do this podcast again, I listened back to some of the podcasts we had done in the past. Um, And I think in the last one where we left off, I think at this point I was just getting out of the company we both came from where I was managing Managed it for about two years, and then I decided that I wanted to do something on my own. Um, so for the past two years, I've been doing a little bit of both. Uh, I was doing some personal training at a you know at a training facility where basically I just contracted out the space. A private uh, a, pri- a private facility. Correct. Right, a private training uh, studio um and i trained some of my clients uh there during the day and i i did some online coaching uh during the afternoon and that was the second piece of the business that i went into which was uh coaching i used a uh, a model called procoach um which is through precision nutrition so i have a level 2 certification with those guys and they developed a platform that they've used for years with their own clients um which is about it's it's a 365 day Uh, coaching model so it takes somebody through an entire year and you're you know you're breaking down habits and um, you know so going from it from a habit standpoint not from a quick fix or here's a program or here's a diet Mm -hmm. standpoint but developing the 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 person that you need to be in order to be fit rather than just giving you the tool bag to be fit let's say Mm -hmm. you know like here's a workout here's a gym membership here's because those things usually don't work unless somebody's able to integrate it into their life and it takes time Mm -hmm. Um, so I was doing that for a while and now, uh, my girlfriend and I, of six years now, my girlfriend Dize, we've decided to move uh, um, for a short time to, to Turkey. Um, reason being is because it's much easier to travel throughout our, our ideas, our, our hope is to travel. And it's easier to travel through Europe um, from a place like Turkey than it is from the United States. Right, uh, Cheaper course. cheaper living cost, etc. Um, so we're going to be doing that for a while. And, and yeah, we're really excited about it. Turkey, big deal how many times have you been there yeah. before i've been there twice before uh, my girlfriend's originally from there she came here when she was about 18 years old um she studied at the university of miami and um but i've been there i've been with her family she has an incredible family um you know turkey's incredible we've we what's your
0: favorite part what do you like about it the most we
1: we go to a place called um one of my favorite places is a place called kash and this is like we're in the mountains but we're also near water. Uh, So the the way we we usually spend about seven days out of our vacation there, we usually take about 14, 15 days to head out there. And um, we go from the top of the mountain, we come down, we scuba dive in the morning her uncle is like a very well-known master scuba diver and and instructor in the area. So we go down, we dive, we come back out, we have some lunch, we go back out again, we dive. The water is incredible. You're in the sea. Um, There's multiple islands around. One of them is actually a Greek island, uh, which we had the the privilege to visit last year. It was a great experience. And um, that lifestyle of just kind of First of all, scuba diving for me is not like a thing that I would go do on my own. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> a couple of funny stories there. It's not, you know, it wasn't all smooth sailing. You like to scuba. <laughs> <laughs> scuba <laughs> Steve. Uh, yeah, so that, that's my favorite part, man. The this, this stars at night, uh, you know, there's less pollution. Because obviously the population is less. And so there's less light pollution. And, and you can see the stars. I mean, for me, it's the most incredible view. Uh, living in a mountain house, keeping things kind of basic. I like to. I like that idea, and and then the people are just incredible. So,
0: yeah, there's obviously some uh, uh, dramatic differences in in the way life and living is in the U.S. And, and the way it is in Europe. I remember when I went on my honeymoon with my wife. Well, actually, it wasn't a honeymoon. It was we took a trip to Italy um, oh. before we got married. We went to Rome, uh, not Florence. I think it was was it Florence? Yeah, it was Florence. And it was so interesting because people weren't rushing around with coffees in their hand. They were sitting down drinking. A shot of espresso would take them an hour to drink. And they may have sipped it or drank it in a minute, but they sat down for another 45 minutes to an hour. And the United States people were running around, which, by the way, I'm I'm a very proud United States citizen. I (laughs) love the United States. I love the way we do things. Uh, I mean that. But there was definitely uh, some learning lessons there. It's a change of tempo for sure. Yeah, change of tempo. And um, I, I can certainly ma- appreciate the fact that they make a lot of time for family, and they do their very best to, you know, to maintain that balance. But I also am a believer that to do anything really, really well, balance does go out the window. Yeah. So what what differences, what things, are you looking forward to over there, and what things will you miss here? Well, I think the biggest thing that
1: I'll miss is the ability here to be as productive and, you know, proactive as I, as, as I want. I mean, we live in a place where there's opportunity everywhere. You know, we're, we're surrounded around people um, who are highly successful, highly motivated, highly driven, um, and they're constantly practicing, you know, new ideas, new businesses, new ventures. And so having that ability where I'm like, for instance, when I picked up the camera for the first time, I picked up a camera, learned on YouTube, and within Six months, I was getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. Something that was a hobby for me, something that that I picked up purely out of fun. Um, you know, there was people trying to put money in my pocket to say, "Hey, yeah, I like what you're doing. I like your ideas. I like your creativity. Let's work together." So there's so much opportunity here, um, and I think that's one of them that you can be productive. You can you can be a part of something. Uh, you know, and you can you can work. As much as you want to work, you can have, if if you do the groundwork and and you build value and you build trust and you build relationships, I mean, the opportunities are endless, Mm -hmm. especially in the area that we live in. Um, So that's one of the things that that I'll miss, but that's also one of the reasons I want to go. Mm -hmm. See, because uh, I don't know if you notice this, but it's like when you get stuck in that and, and you're constantly all about productivity, building your value in the marketplace like how can i be better how can i earn more for less and you know and make a greater impact make a greater contribution your ego won't shut up like your brain won't stop if you sit for a minute it's like check an email you know check an email check your social media check your messages who who needs what like something you ever have this feeling when you're when you're going to go on vacation and you're like i'm definitely leaving something behind like i'm forgetting something Mm -hmm. and i feel like being in a place where there's so much opportunity all the time things are always happening and you have the ability to do anything you really want to do it's easy to get caught up in that it's easy to uh you know lose yourself in that and um and and then you start living uh purely on the external so everything that your life is basically uh based on your achievements based on what's happening on on the outside of you based on the approval of others the the achievements that people can see touch this is another example uh, that i give people is like when i meet somebody everything in my ego is like all right make yourself interesting like let them know what you've done let them know where you've been let them know the accomplishments let them know some of the things you've achieved let them know maybe there's something you can help them with like build value build value in the conversation we lose sight of just like just connect like just just listen who because i'm thinking like what's the, what do they think about me
0: you know right, right i think i will tell you this though i understand where you're coming from and i i've spent majority of my life in that place but i want to say as you get older i mean i certainly have my moments but as you get older you find yourself you know i just want to listen yeah and i i don't I don't need to build value. I don't need to prove. I don't need to, uh, uh, need to validate yourself. I don't need to validate. This is what it is. I mean, if, you know, if you want to play that game, I'm probably not the guy. Yeah. I don't really want to play that game anymore. You know, when you're in your twenties, you're like, but I did this and I did this, but then you get in your thirties, you're like, well, I did this. And then all of a sudden it just fades. Right. And you realize that let me try to work on my listening skills and become a good listener and and pull something out of this you yeah. know. i don't need to like you know seek that validation anymore you know but i think that comes with maturity absolutely
1: so you know for me and i'm I, not saying
0: you're mature, by the way no 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 <laughs> but i do see this as a great
1: there's there's a lot of reasons that i that that i can see this being a benefit on my ultimate journey um but right now is like that thing that i'll miss most which is we talked about this is like when you work out every single day let's say let's say in your case you work out you know 3 4 a.m and people are like damn that's hard yeah but it is hard for sure of course for, it is but for you it's ingrained it's easy it's like tying your shoe at this point you know what i mean like if you don't wake up at three thirty in the morning it's weird um so so in the same way People will, let's say I have family or friends that come, they're like, wow, man, you're achieving at a pretty good level. Like, you know, I see you moving and and, and you're always trying different things and we love following you and seeing what you're up to. And that was once hard, but now what's actually hard is just sitting still, like being okay with the fact that in these 20 minutes or in this hour, I'm not doing anything. Or to be okay with the fact like coming onto the podcast to be like, dude, I just wanna wanna shoot the shit with Mark. Mm -hmm. I I just wanna have a good conversation see what comes out of it, have some fun, and see what... Instead, the first time I came on the show, I was like, oh, shit, Mark, man, do you really think I have something of value? Do you really <laughs> think people care? I mean, you've had such you know, notable people on your show. What can people really get out of the conversation that we have? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, I had gone back and I listened to some of our podcasts really to see if I'd have any cringe moments of like, oh, shit, why did I say that? Or... You know, wow, that was stupid. Like, that that's not true anymore or, or whatever, you know? And I didn't have any of those moments. Uh, I thought we had some good conversations. And still, uh, especially on our second talk, we talked a lot about business and, mm-hmm. and training, and mm-hmm. we, we left a lot of uh, advice for new trainers or trainers just coming into the industry. And I would still, if someone asked me for the advice, I, I would still revert back to a lot of the things that I had said in that podcast. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a great deal of value there. Um, but that's that's kind of what i'm working on is um at least the way that i've i've shaped this in my mind mm-hmm. is is just hey let go you know you're going to a place where you've got no titles no one knows who you are most of the people don't even speak your language like now who are you mm-hmm. and i said this to somebody i said i said hey i was talking to a guy who's you know he's um he's been involved in a couple startups real smart dude and he's a project manager but they work specifically with data so this guy's Mm -hmm. very analytical you know uses mostly his logical part of the brain um also very you know he's he's emotionally there as well but but this guy's super smart and he goes but i said now if i take that from you if i take your knowledge if i take you know the resources that you've gained throughout the years and all this you know what do you have left he's like well i still have the ability to go regain all those things i'm resourceful i'll get that all back and i'm like well When I ask you that, it's funny that the first thing you go to is like, how do I get it all back? And it's like, why not just let that go? Like stand stand within yourself, outside of whatever you know, whatever whatever data you've collected, whether it be through books, seminars, experiences with other Mm -hmm. people, let that go and just stand on your own two feet and see what that feels like. Like that's kind of the experience
0: I'm going for. The interesting part of what you said to me is that I feel like in training, fitness, you could call whatever you want. And I mean, sales, you know, and I'm going to bring it full circle. I think to get somewhere or to reach a competency slash confidence level, uh, example, training, you'd have to experience what you're about to experience or feel like you can stand alone and not have to validate or be stripped of all those things. To be in a still but productive space does that make sense yeah. so uh i saw something recently and a, and a young man said hey man i have this book and this book is all about sales and i said that's interesting what are you going to use that book for and they said well so i can close people because for my business and sh- the art of selling like this is very important to me this is like my manual and i remember thinking immediately i've never and this is not listen, I've never picked up a book like that, right? And I think that standing alone and just finding a place where you can, they call it stillness, but be stripped of those things and just have a conversation where there is no intention at the end. I think that's a free space. That's an open space and open-mindedness that people feel. It's an energy that people feel. And that in itself makes people feel more comfortable than actually trying to sell the shit out of someone. Yeah. Like, I'd rather not sell the shit out of someone to get them there. I'd rather them want to be there based on the energy and the connection. If the connection's not there, I'd rather not have it. Yeah. But some people are so desperate to sell, 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 validate, validate, validate. It's like, I don't even know what you're doing. I mean, I think you're losing sight of what you're actually trying to do. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? For sure. You're,
1: you're going into technique versus, like, what's, what is what is that you're actually, like, like you know, sometimes I'll ask people, like, what business are you really in? They're like, well, I'm a trainer. I'm in the business of training people. And I'm like, yeah, but think about that. What business are you really in? You got to be in the business of building relationships, building trust, building value, caring, right? Because the first rule is, like, if anything else, do no harm. You know, if nothing else comes from it, do no harm. But that's got to start from a place of care. So if your mind is like, I'm a trainer, then what do you do? You pick up training books and you pick up, you know, all these seminars on all these different exercises and exercise types and all these different modalities. But you forget who you're selling the training to as a person. And you forget that to get them a result with whatever tools you use, whatever methodology you use, you need time. Mm -hmm. And to have that where you can spend a certain amount of time with people, and especially depending on what market you're in, uh, uh, this is value time. Versus like, and that's not only in what they're paying, but also the position they hold and what their time is worth at this point, you know, for sure. So you look at that and it's like, that's not really the business that you're in. Like training is, is very basic. If you understand it well, you can get as crazy as you want. But that's always going to be dependent on who you're working with. So again, you're not in the business of training. Like you could have a list of all the cool exercises in the world. It's not going to make you the best trainer. You could be the greatest motivator in the world. But if 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 you're not learning how to speak to that person, how to speak their language, how to understand what motivates them, you could draw all the motivational lines you want. Mm-hmm. It's like throwing shit on the wall to see what sticks. But if you could better understand that person and deliver it in the way that they can receive it that they're open to it, that's when it works. So if you think about it, it's like, no, 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 I'm in the business of people, relationships. And um, a million percent. Yeah. Really, a million percent. By the way, that book is a good book, <laughs> The really? Art of Selling, yeah. uh, Matt Hopkins. Yeah. But this is what I do is like I collect these books. And, and then I think about it. Well, what drove me to that book? Usually I'll see them in a podcast mm. um, or I'll see them give a seminar. It'll pop up on YouTube. That's how I found Matt Hopkins. Uh, he gave a, a great seminar. But see, what I was buying... Who's Matt Hopkins? Matt Hopkins is like the sales coach, uh, older than Grant Cardone. Okay. Grant Cardone is kind of taking up that space now. Like a lot of the millennials will probably know him before right, they right. know Matt okay. Hopkins. Okay. Matt Hopkins is like an OG
0: in selling. Okay, let me just say this, though. I, I don't think there's anything... Again, listen, you're trying to better yourself. Like there's nothing wrong with picking up those books. Like yeah. I, I don't want anyone to think that at all. Like I really don't.
1: Absolutely not. But this is what I do want to get out of it where I think you're going with it too is... is See, what, what, what took me to his book was watching him speak.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what I got from watching him speak is how passionate, how knowledgeable, how certain he is of the services he, he provides, the techniques that he teaches. You know, and I'm like, damn, this guy is awesome. Let me read his book. Like, I, I got to get what this, you know, right, where right. he's coming from. Right. But, but the books do essentially teach technique. They teach uh, scripts. They teach the do's and the don'ts. They don't teach passion they don't teach caring and that's what resonates when i watch him you know so we talked about this is like some trainers when we were let's say when we were both at the facility even when i started um when i started and you were you know you were already years in and 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 you you mentored me but whenever you did i never took it for just for what it was Like, if you gave me a program, I didn't just take the program and then just try to replicate the program as many times as possible. I tried to understand, like, Mark, how'd you put this together, you know? And then we'd get into the talks of, like, going from Bomberitos to going into training one-on-one and then training athletes to then training the average Joe. And then how you started to figure your way through these programs in order to deliver it as best or as optimal as possible for the individual you were working with. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? how'd you do that? Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I want to know. So now, I don't program based on exercises. I fill in my program with exercises. Of course, of course. So, because I went under, I got a better understanding. I didn't just take what you gave me on the surface. And and I think that's what it is. It's like, you can't just get a good book and assume that's
0: going to do it. It's never going to be the technique. For sure. I, I think that, you know, what Lewis is saying is, it's really important. I think one of the best, I will say this, okay, one of the best things that ever happened is like, professional trainers professional coaches professional performance coaches putting out like subscription models where they give you exercises yeah okay i'll tell you why um i love what they're doing because they're putting something like impactful together but the downside of that is trainers subscribe to certain things and they're getting thrown a bunch of fish what i mean by that is there's (laughs) a story that we all know well lewis is laughing because he knows the story you know uh a man takes his son out to fish and doesn't teach him how to fish, he just gives him a fish. The kid doesn't want to fish, he wants to learn how to fish. So I don't want to look on subscriptions and get exercises. I want to figure out why. Not like it's a great lower body activity, it's a lower body dynamic movement. I want to know why this exercise has become more optimal or is a great selection. With me, the way I filter things in is I figure out what muscles I'm going to use based on which joint actions are going to be performed, and then I fill my programs in with exercise. They could right. be anything, right? Right. And then from there, how do I regress it and how do I progress it based on the most simplistic things? It could be trans, and boards, so it doesn't matter what it is. It could be manual, but I think that when you depend... St- Uh, too much on online platforms social media or subscriptions they're all wonderful things I love them myself I've been all over them but I think you 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 miss something like it's like you're missing the fact that spend some time staring at some some tools in a facility and wondering how you can modify things to make them more optimal for the person you're working with you become the creator you create don't just get fish from people right learn how to fish, learn how to, how to train and be creative and innovative and come up with impactful things for that individual. Right. right. Absolutely. And I, absolutely. It's so important. I think that, and that's the same thing with what I was referencing with the books. The books are wonderful. The, um, listening, the motivational speakers, Lord knows I've listened to every motivational speaker in the world 10 times, but, and I love them. They gave me great motivation, but at the same time, the more I listen to them, the more I drown out my message. The more I, um, absolutely, you know, read these books on how to connect. Like, I don't want to read a book on how to connect. I want to figure it out. It's kind of like Simon Sinek says. Now we have dating apps, right? You swipe right. You don't even have to ask a girl out. You know, how about going up to the girl and saying, "Hey, what are you doing later?" Or yeah. "What are you doing?" You know, like it's you need to experience that, right? You need to feel it. Yeah. If you don't feel it, you don't experience it, guess what? You don't have a tool. Yeah. Right. You get,
1: you get no feedback. There's right. no way for you to make a progression on the next one. Right. Yeah. And then you're 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 at the same level. So you reach the next girl, let's say, and okay, things work out. But was it you? You don't know because you didn't get feedback. So you make everything external. You're not wondering, well, how could I have made that situation better? Where did I go wrong? There's there's no feedback. Things are being made way too easy. You know, and we lose that feedback loop that is that ingrains the habit of wanting to be better in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to your point of your message being lost, uh, the more that you pick up all, you know, the more if 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 you oversaturate yourself with everyone else's knowledge, right, and then. You almost lose. Instead of saying like, "I don't want you to teach me how to connect. I want to experience what it is to connect. I want to learn it for myself." This is where this is another. You know, this goes a little bit deeper down the rabbit hole, um, and it's this. It's where I am today has been a combination of a couple factors, but for the most part, my free will and all of it has been limited uh it's been almost predetermined in a sense and i'll tell you what i mean my dad came my dad was a very athletic guy always i always looked up to my dad for that because he was always like you know the he was like the shortstop on his softball team like he was the smooth (laughs) guy you know they called him cuba uh, uh cuba and um and you know so he had like cool nicknames everybody loved him on the team like he was this guy and so my dad was my hero in that way and so I watched my dad and I'm like, all right, I wanna play baseball. Mind you, baseball was like my worst sport. It was boring for me. I was like an ADD kid, I'm playing with the grass, I'm that guy, right? It was boring for me. Um, but I played it because it was important to my dad, you know? And... I know this story well. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the thing, so, so all right, let's go through this and, and I'll go through it quick. So I go, boom, all right, my dad kinda guides me into sports men do sports according to my family and then everybody in my family is like look at how this guy's growing you know he's six foot by the time i was in high school six foot and you know he's going to be an athlete this is going to be the guy that makes it and they started feeding all these stories and my ego is like yeah that sounds good i like that Ooh, potential i like that word you know what else do you got you know and look at this guy right
0: and they're they, creating a monster if you will
1: yeah so they're creating this story right so then boom i go through it and i go through athletics because that's that's what i was destined to do right and then from there, I go, I play college sports. All right, then I start training. Uh, I, I was always training in school, but now I'm in college and now I'm getting involved at the facility I'm training at. And it's all very predictable. Then I say, like, oh, you know, I came to Florida and I wanted to start a career in training. Actually, um, Things had gone wrong with school and whatever, transcripts were messed up. Anyways, they were going to extend me a year and I didn't want to do that. So I decided I'm just going to drop out, move to Florida. And at the time, I still felt I had a chance to play professionally. Not, not, not major leagues, but but at least to get into the farm. Okay. And But I didn't give it the time. I had the ability. I had the strength. I had the know-how. I had the, the attitude to practice. Like I couldn't really motivate myself to do it with, with that type of vigor and energy every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it, it was there. And then I was like, all right, I need something to keep me up. I was doing training when I before I got to Florida. Let me let me try and get into something here. So I applied to two places, end up working over at Equinox. So again, it's all now mind you, when they hired me, dude, I, I had one certification, no real experience. I had dropped out of school, so I didn't have a degree. Um and but I looked apart. Mm-hmm. So again, it's predictable. You mm-hmm. know, where's really the free will here? I'm just making choices between well, do I work as a bouncer or do I work as a trainer or something like well, you that? Yourself- I wasn't big enough for a bouncer, but you understand right, right. what I'm saying. No, you were skinny. You were skinny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you get bounced around. But anyway, uh, no, I'm just kidding. So, But think about it. Like You make choices based on putting yourself in a position to be successful based on the circumstances and the card you've been yeah. given.
1: And based on my advantages, because here's the thing. They say this in this movie, and I always forget the damn name of the movie. But he says at one part of the scene it's it's jason stayed him and i forget the movie he's in but it's it's him against his ego and his ego goes like he's defining his ego and he's talking about these things and he says we are all approval seeking junkies so here's the thing why would i ever choose anything else when i get so much approval when i get so much recognition for the things that i do well because i have an advantage of them only because i've been doing them for such a long time whether i wanted to do it or not was irrelevant it felt natural but i was also guided there everything that i've gained to this point was taught to me someone taught it to me i didn't i wasn't just put on the earth and say go fend for yourself i was taught everything i know so again i'm moving this way and I'm working purely based. like, for all I know, I could be a badass violinist or a oh, I was thinking
0: about that earlier. Like, if you if if you or I, who knows, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but as ridiculous as it may sound, if you, let's say you drop out of high school, you move to LA, and you know what? I'm going to all these castings. All of a sudden, like, you're like the next Matt Damon or Ben Affleck. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Like, how do you know? Like, it, it sounds ridiculous, but what do you think they did? right that's exactly what they did right. and it was no promises it was all risk and all based on a possibility yeah but that's exactly what they did right so and you know, don't get me wrong there's a lot of working i get that of, but i'm just saying of of course but there's also that
1: that chance right it's not just always cause and effect or hey because we've had those moments where all of a sudden within a conversation, let's say let's say in your case in a conversation you're talking about this dream you have of this gym and someone's like well i happen to know someone who's got the resources who's interested in doing something similar let's sit you guys down in a meeting three years later for the past two years you're the best gym in miami and that just came down from pure randomness you didn't work you were working, but it wasn't like, I'm gonna do this for the next eight years because I know that at the end of the eight years, I'm gonna open my own place. You were kind of moving down if, if, and again, I just say this on my end, I don't know if you would agree to it. We find the path of least resistance. Even though what we do is hard and we can separate ourselves and we, be, we become uh, recognizable within our industry, you know, and we're associated to our industry in, at, a, at a higher level, let's say, for the most part, most of us are moving through the path of least resistance in the sense that we've always kind of been determined to be here, in the way that we were taught, in the environment we were in, mm-hmm. uh, the people around us, and the stories that were fed to us about us.
0: Right. I think this tree, like I understand what you mean, like it's human nature to seek the path of, path of least resistance and do whatever it is that isn't hard. Like I, m- I make up. A, if anyone's listening to the show, they probably know that I've turned into this rowing fanatic and. The reason I started rowing is because I was extremely uncomfortable doing it, and I was not only extremely uncomfortable. I think I was really bad at it. Um, for because I was uncomfortable, or vice versa, or whatever. So I wanted to get better at it. It used to be so far outside my comfort zone, but now it's really not outside my comfort zone. Yeah. I do it all the time. So I did it because it was it's hard, you know, to get outside my comfort zone. But now it's been it's become a part of my comfort zone. Like if. You know, when I was a kid, I had a very difficult time learning things. But I became up with a certain structure that if I can learn this, maybe I can apply the way I learned this to something else. Now, I don't have extremely, of course, I still struggle at times, but I don't have as much difficulty learning because I just apply those simple rules. And now it's within my comfort zone. So within, like, my world, for me to seek the path of least resistance would have been to just train And just bang out sessions. For Mark, personally. If anyone does that, that's... that's Listen, that's very admirable. Um, I know someone like that who does great. Um, The thing is, the path of least resistance for me was... Everyone says that they can do something. But here's what I always fall on. To actually say it and then go out there and do it. That's very rare. Like, that's not the piece of the place or uh the least resistance path so to speak does that make sense yeah. like to go out there and do it you don't know how many times people come up to me and go yeah i'm gonna run i'm gonna row a 630 uh 2k and then i see him like yeah i stopped rowing yeah i'm like of course you did like you, you <laughs> gave up because it's it's hard yeah like let it, like then it's i'm gonna row a sub six minute 2k i'm like that's extraordinary you know if you yeah. can do that that's special But to do that, it's gonna take two or three years of ridiculous work and pain and suffering, and that's the path of least resistance. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because people just don't wanna follow through, and for whatever reason, that's fine. Like I've had my difficulties as well, but the point is to say you're gonna do something and go out there and do it, and then be consistent forever, a year, a decade, a lifetime, that's hard. You know, and I can get it. It's predetermined. You are kind of working your way, but I look at it like you—you know the video game Pac-Man, of course. So you're Pac-Man, and you have all those little dots, and you gobbling up those dots, and that's the path of least resistance. And then all of a sudden, you see one of those cherries off to the side that are worth a thousand points, right? Going after that, it's still on the radar, but that is the path of least resistance, and it's dangerous, and you don't not—you don't know if it's going to work out. Yeah. But that's what you go after. You see what I'm saying? Of course. So I feel like it's all in our wheelhouse. Right. You know, you could go after the things that are common and that are predictable, or you can kind of get off the map and go to those other things. But following through and sticking with something when no one sticks to anything nowadays, because what we do is we negotiate and say, yeah, that wasn't for me. You got to learn to pivot and you know it's okay to, to drop off and that's life and right you can make all excuses in the world but at the end of the day I'm just looking at a person who didn't follow through that's yeah it.
1: well and the and there's different ways to go about that so in the beginning you mentioned balance how sometimes balance is just not possible when you're really after something and for me see I think I think it's it's great that you were able to do that because you were able to set a new challenge the rower wasn't necessarily your go-to and especially rowing uh, the way that you row now uh, you know, whether you're going for a certain time, certain distance, or it's an endurance run or it's a sprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the way that you used to work out, you come in, you do a couple sprints, and then boom, you go right into your training session. And the last time we worked out together, I remember you you backed off the weights a little bit, which was weird for me because I remember going running sprints with you and doing all this other stuff. And then you're like, all right, now we're going to start the workout. I'm dead. You, you It felt like you were only getting stronger. And then you would go through a full training session with weights but the last time we trained together wasn't like that like you really focused in on your row you got here an hour and a half before me or two hours before me i got here at 4 30 so i don't know how what time you got here but i remember yeah i got done with the row, and then we went through kind of the basics when it came to the weights enough to get some stimulus Mm -hmm. but but nothing like it was before so the fact that you were able to come into your into your home like your home gym and have the temptation of going back to your comfort zone like dude let me just throw some weights around you know keep it simple s- stay with hypertrophy you know what i mean and, and we'll just get a pump and get the day going you're like no, i'm gonna go in that room i'm gonna pull out that rower which is i've been it's bitch the last couple times i've tried it because awesome. of pain or because you're not used to it or whatever it is and you're like and i'm gonna go through it anyways and you did that inside the comfort of your own gym where you have all that temptation to just go back to your normal routine i can't work that way like i'm the type of person if i'm on a diet i just i'm not gonna bring it to my house Mm -hmm. you know i won't i won't have it near me i won't order it i won't like i'll I'll try to fight my girlfriend why is that because sometimes i'd rather just make the environment suitable for what i want Versus fight the temptation within the environment and just be who I want to be, regardless of what the
0: environment and, is. And, and that's exactly the, uh, the that's exactly the ter- determining factor. So I used to play football with an athlete, professional athlete, and mm-hmm. one day I think I told this story multiple times, and you might have heard it on this podcast. One day we we're at lunch, and um, I turned to him and I said, "Hey, man, why do you drive that Honda Accord?" He's out in the parking lot. There's Bentleys. There's Uh, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, like Escalades souped up with like $200,000 of stereo work in them. I said, Why do you drive a Honda Accord? And he he looks at me and he says, What's wrong with a Honda Accord? And I said, Nothing. But I noticed that you're an all pro athlete. I don't see a lot of all pro guys drive a Honda Accord. And he says, Well, Mark, the way I live my life, I have to always feel like I have more to do. And the second I buy, an expensive car Mm -hmm. i'm gonna feel like i've made it and i don't ever want to feel like i've made it so with me like i have to put things in my pathway to make sure that i'm still working to be something better whatever that may be that doesn't mean i'm not content with what i am that means that i appreciate what i have what i've accomplished who i am while i work to be something that could be greater yeah and greater means more understanding means uh Um, a more empathetic person it could be a person that pushes themselves a little harder a person that does things that you never thought i would do just to grow a little bit
1: yeah no for sure so we all we all have our way and you know my thing when i when i when i was teaching people it's like you do what works best for you for me it's easier like if i can't have it i won't have it around you know um so in this I've done things to try to separate myself. I've done things to try to uh, give myself that time, but it's for me. It's easier to change the environment. On the first podcast we had, I talked about that. What brought me to Miami, and I told you about you know I'm laying down. I got I'm having this dream about how not a dream, but I'm 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 envisioning how my life is moving in the same cyclical pattern. It's it's just constant. Nothing's really changing, and I'm like shit. If I stay here, things will stay the same like nothing is changing around me and i picked up i moved and i had one of the biggest change like i went from you know at the time i was 21 going on 22 or 22 but i was really in my mind my maturity level i was a 17 year old Mm -hmm. 16 year old you know depending on mom and dad and all that stuff and not depending on them i always had a job i always worked i always had a, a, a strong work ethic from the time i was able to because my dad always tried to keep me from a job because he's like son the day you get a job and the day you get paid that could be the day that ruins you because you're gonna have to make a decision at that point like because why set your standards at 14 right you know and I believe in that and not specializing too early and I would always beg my dad to bring me into the factory where he was working and I was like man I could make ten dollars an hour and he's like why would you set your standards there you know um, so so I moved, I picked up, and all of a sudden my standards changed. You know, I, I, I met new people, I got around uh, highly successful people, and my world started to change rapidly. It wasn't like, oh, let's see. It was like six months of kind of like this staleness because I started in my comfort zone. and you know, I remember I came into the company and then I stayed with the guys who were at the same level I was. I didn't have the nerve to go talk to the bigger guys or the, the more experienced trainers. And then six months came in, seven months, I started kind of feeling a little bit a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more valued there. Um, and then I started kind of poking away. And, you know, you were one of those guys where I would poke away and just kind of try and see what I could get from you. Like, hey, man, you know, love to work out with you. Or, hey, man, love to hear how, you know, it was working with these athletes or whatever. And, um, and then once I started doing that, within six months, it was even faster The things that started to change like Mm -hmm. the money that was coming in the 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 confidence that i felt the uh the the results i was getting with clients because i was having i was gaining more clarity about who i was and what i was doing um and i was i felt like i had a purpose i like i could barely sleep you know what i mean like i was so excited to just get better and you know within the last two years um it started to get again back into that kind of repetitive cycle stagnant yeah like it's like certain things like now i have a certain standard so when it comes to finances and things like that there's a certain standard that's always met but as far as like i felt a little bit stuck you know and here's the thing i've had clients that i've worked with for over six years now right and i started to feel like by me hitting a plateau where i felt like i'm starting to kind of stagnate a little bit i felt like they were too and this is the thing is that i learned the science behind changing the body like i don't care who you are if you're ready willing and able i can help you change your body guaranteed i feel so strongly about that science right yeah by sticking to the science i mean not only could i change your body but based on the strategies we apply i could tell you literally how we're going to change your body in the next six months as far as like what type of drop off we can expect uh what what and what, what range the numbers would be in um i know how to do that really really well But then what so i got to this point where we were able to change things right and my my clients were changing like oh my god i got the energy i got the body i got you know i realize how i can control this this unit called my body or this unit called me and this is amazing i can't believe that but then it's not enough anymore you know and then you kind of hit that like well what's next and I wasn't okay with that. I didn't feel okay about that. I'm like, all right, I can control my body. I can change my body however I want. I can manipulate it in any way I want. Um, obviously, within the margin of error with right. as far as genetics go, you know, what my body will allow me. But I know how to hit, I know how to get to the edge of that. But then what? Then what? And then you realize, all right, you got a circle of life or, or a wheel of life rather. You've got your health, your wellness, your body, right? But then you've got your family your relationship Mm -hmm. your career uh uh recreation what you're doing for fun right and it's like okay how do you maximize those buckets and when i got not when i got into when i got into it, it was all about performance like because i didn't know anything else i'm like all right best exercises how to get somebody to sweat and like give you a huge high five at the end and then boom i'm a winner you know that was my, my first interpretation of what training was. And then I started moving more into the complete, like how do we make a, a real transformation? But I'm not there yet. And I feel like you can't take someone through an experience you haven't been through yourself. And quite frankly, like I just haven't been through enough challenges. Like I don't have uh, thick enough skin. I haven't put myself through through something that, that would really challenge my identity, my, my worthiness, you know? Where I could stand on my own aside from the conversations if somebody wants to talk about health and fitness like let's run it I could run the table all day long with you what happens when you go into the sector of losing a loved one
0: or so that's to say now let me interrupt yeah, you I'm please. sorry um, was that did you would you say there's this obviously uh, you're saying there's a certain amount of life experiences that you think you need to have under your belt to take someone to the other side correct yeah and then. With that, with that being said, if someone loses a level, would you say like there's just certain things that, as a young person, um, you're still not as comfortable discussing?
1: No, 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 definitely not. I'm not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not.
0: Okay. Because I think you know those the things that you're referring to, and this is why I keep referencing experience. The older you get, the more people you lose in your life. I mean, I've had. Multiple friends take their own life. I've lost, I mean, everyone in my family with the exception of my brother, right? So yeah. you, you just, when you uh come across a client, a friend, and they lose a loved one, and, and you're like, it's almost like there's no conversation. Yeah. You're like, I get it. I've been through that. And there really is no conversation that helps that but there's also within that there's a deeper level of connection and understanding yeah yeah and and unspoken understanding yeah right for sure
1: yeah so you know i used i went you know at the end of the spectrum using you know death in a family let's say as an example but the the idea is just overcoming challenges because here's the other thing that i learned so in teaching people how to become fit i always i acknowledge the fact that the, the brain was meant to do nothing else but help you survive and replicate right so the fact that the like it's a fact that you move in the path of least resistance you have to convince your mind to do otherwise otherwise you're just seeking like where can i eat where can i sleep and how can i reproduce That's, And how can i get out of this hard work right right so i literally started to apply that in a way where it almost backfired on me where it was like all right I don't need to work out that hard because I know how to manage my nutrition. I don't need to. So I started finding ways where it was to optimize the experience to be most effective and efficient. But at the same time, sometimes you need one of those workouts. You need to get on the rower, tape your mouth shut, and just get to work and just see when you hit that whatever mile marker it is for you where all of a sudden that head kicks in and it's like, get off the rower. What the hell are you doing? Right? Like, stop. How do you get past that? right now now that's what i'm asking myself and 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 i would love to hear your answer as well because because i think that's a place that many of us don't go but it's on the other side of that right no challenge no change on the other side of that is where you find out like where you stand with yourself like Mm -hmm.
0: who you are a million percent i think um here's the thing a lot of people first of all a lot of people don't want to go to those places right and we keep talking about the same type of wheel. But it's in, what you're discussing, Louis, it's an exercise. It's an exercise because you have to, if you get on a rowing machine, I got on a rowing machine, uh, it was about a, maybe a month ago, and I had to do a half marathon, which is 21,097 meters, I believe. And um I decided to do it outside that day and um, halfway through the halfway 15 minutes in, it usually takes me anywhere from an hour and 15 to someone who's really great at it to an hour and 25 maybe I think I did it in an hour and 23 um, halfway through that session I decided to do it outside that day and it was really hot and I didn't do it at like 4 a.m. I did it at like 7 so it was getting really mm-hmm. hot out yeah. And Bailey was out there, and he knocked my water and my electrolyte drink over, and I didn't realize it. So now I'm on that machine, and I'm going, I have to get a good time, I have to do well, and now I don't have anything next to me. So I'm 20 minutes in, I probably got another hour left, and it turned in from going for something that was maybe a record or doing well to... I have to survive because now I have sweat in my eyes. I'm exhausted. My body's killing me. I have nothing left, but I have an hour left. Like, look, this, I keep it in perspective, right? There's no bullets flying over my head. My life's not at risk, I don't think, anyway. Right. And, uh, But but it feels like that. It does feel like that. And to, to put yourself in this state, it, that's the exercise I'm referring to. You have to keep going, finding some compartment in your mind to tell you, I can do this. I got this. And managing that, that's the, to me, that's the essence of who I am. And that's the essence of someone who's been down a deep, dark hole and figured out how to get out of there. Right. And only, you only figure that out by going there. Right. You got to go there. Like, I can't give you the fish. Right. I got to teach you to fish. And the only way to teach you to fish is you got to suffer. Right. You have to suffer. That's why... Nowadays, like, I don't want to put people in a position to be successful. I want to see them make it happen by getting no help. Yeah. And that's the trick, right? Would you go to a mentor and say, save me? Yeah. Like, I'm going to give you some money. They help make me successful. They're going to say, if you really want to be successful, this is the essence of the Eric Thomas speech. Right, right, right. If you really want to be successful, like I wasn't even trying to go there, but that's where we ended up. Right. If you really want to be successful, you'll show me how you're going to do it. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I'm not coming. I'm not a successful person. I don't. I'm trying to be better. Yeah. I'm trying to do more. And the only way I sharpen my skill set is by doing those things that no one else wants to waste their time doing. Yeah. I'm not talking about education or learning I'm talking about whatever it is that I suffer miserably right. at, I'm going to do that right
1: so, yeah, so this is how this is how I've learned to look at people and and I'll tell you like when I see you first of all what what I'm hoping to gain out of this experience of taking myself outside of my comfort zone, taking myself seriously into the unknown is I want to come back. And I don't want to have to say anything to you. I want to be able to just look at you and just give you that, that nod like, oh, yeah, I've been through it. You know, like I, I know where you've been because here's what I see when I look at you. I don't see a guy who owns a gym and is a popular trainer and has been on magazines. And I look at, I look at a guy who had you were raised by your mom alone. Take that. Take that pain. Then you say, then you go into into a school where it was at that point the only school who would take you but then the the level of appreciation this guy showed you and then taking you from your home take that pain taking you from your home the only thing you knew at that time take that pain then you get drafted right but then you get a call of like oh maybe you know maybe we're not going to take you. we'll 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 start you here right so you get that rejection that first rejection and you get that pain and then you start bouncing around or you, or you go back to Richmond and now you're like, well, I'm going to coach. This is over. And, and I got to show face now having failed in some people's eyes because they don't know the process.
0: Embarrassment, by the Embarrassment. way. Embarrassment. Yeah. Feel
1: that pain, right? And then having to leave that. Now, now, Now you're a guy who's felt the euphoria of thousands of fans screaming in the crowd and you get to be in the center of that and feel that and then that gets taken away. Feel that pain. Then you end up and you're like, all right, well, that's over. I got to start all over. Now you're in a suit and tie trying to figure things out. Take that pain. But then that ultimately leads you to the place where you feel most comfortable in the gym. Someone says, like, why aren't you doing this professionally? Boom. You start doing it. Uh, You go into uh, uh, strength and conditioning, you know, and you work with someone who maybe you don't connect with all the time. And you kind of feel that pain. And now you're working two jobs. You went from a professional athlete to working two jobs. 20 some hour days right take that pain you know so so that's what i look at i'm like because see for me for me security is not about a 401k it's not about a steady job steady paycheck it's not about having a home it's about the confidence you have in yourself to deal in any given in any given situation and i look at you and then i look at the next guy and i'm like yeah good luck like good luck trying to shake that guy because you willingly put yourself through that. If I had to stand in a room and someone challenged me, and by the way, my girlfriend, she's super intelligent, super intellectual, and she'll challenge me. And I notice that the first thing is either I shut down or if I had the balls to come to her and like try to communicate my way through, I can't really find my way, you know, to because because all I could think about is, like, she's winning. She's winning. Like, she's owning me right now. You're in your head. I'm in my head. Right. And she can just stand there and hold her ground and challenge me. And my whole thing is, like, rebuttal, rebuttal, rebuttal. Find something smart. Find where she's wrong. Like, find some data that goes Win. against what Win. she's saying. Win. Win. And I can't just stay there and just give her a head nod and say, you know what? That's your truth. I like your—I appreciate your opinion. I can't do that yet i'm not there yet i'm not at that i'm not i'm, I'm admittedly i'm not at that level yet.
0: that's a big deal to recognize that because i don't i don't meet anyone who admits that everyone's like i got it. i got this locked down. i gotta figure out hey man i'm really good with people i know how to sell i'm doing it i got these things figured out i'm like okay yeah i always say okay like if you had it all figured out why would you be boasting and telling me yeah
1: so, you know, and, and then when I became a manager and I started to teach things, I went to the books. I went to the books and then I tried to apply the best strategies and give them the best lines and try and get them to connect based on information. But then if, if if you know, they say like the best way to get somewhere is you find someone who's already doing it well and you, you model what they're doing. And if they just do that and they go, all right, well, look, I'll pick Mark, let's say. All right, let's pick Mark. And I'm going to just do what he does. So he trains however many hours in a day. He reads as many hours in a day but at the end of the day they'll never get to where you are until they take they take the type of blows you've taken they take the type of pain that you've taken to get where you are to stand where you are to have the level of confidence that you have that shit doesn't come from a book the level of passion like can't see it in a seminar and replicate it You you have to go through that. You have to go through the rejection. You have to go through the pain. You have to go through the nose. You have to go through the
0: questioning. Who am I? What am
1: I doing? Like, where am I going? You got to go through it.
0: It's so interesting you say. I appreciate that. It's so interesting you say that because I think setting high goal, setting like a high goal, failing, putting your whole life into it and failing and being embarrassed and then having to pick yourself up. Everyone says it's okay. It's okay. I just pick myself up and keep like, yeah, you say that, but it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a, um, as Bill Parcell said to me once, it's a, uh, you're making up like a, it's not a real situation, right? And you're just presenting circumstances, but when it happens to you and your family depend was depending on it and you were the pride and you're trying to figure things out and you, you had to make it and you don't, and then everyone counts you out. Then you come back, like, although like you got to understand those things like those blows, those embarrassments, those are the things that make you an empathetic person. Those are the things that make you an understanding person. Those are the things that have you in a situation where you want to reach over and say something to stop someone from doing something and you take a step back and you don't say anything. I'm just going to let them experience that themselves because I'm not going to rob them mm. of that experience. They need to feel that. Yeah.
1: Cuz that's yeah. knowledge. That's something that you're not going to put book.
0: And I can't but I can't teach them that. Right. I can't teach them that the way they're about to feel that, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? What's the best lesson? What they're about to feel, right? right. That's why Mark's going to shut up, right, right, right. And, and I know people have done that to me. They're like, he's about to make a major mistake, and let him feel that one. Yeah, I know they have. And by the way, best thing that ever happened to me. Right. So, you know, I just challenge people to understand that all those lumps, all all that BS, and all that stuff. That <laughs> the truth is that no one wants to go through. There's a reason for that. It's like working for free. Yeah. Having no money. Like you know what it was like being going from a place like look, I know there's a lot of people out there like social media, Instagram. They say like they played in the NFL, but look, getting invited to a, a team that's not playing in the NFL, okay? Like you to to play in a regular season game, wear a jersey and do something productive, that's playing in the NFL. To do that, get basically told they don't want you anymore, and to go be a low-level trainer at a corporate wellness gym, told to, uh, you know, wipe, pick the up floor. The, wipe the floor, pick up the weights, and you've heard it before, yeah. like, that shit is humbling, man. People yeah, are like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'll eat it. Yeah, you'll eat it now, because you heard a previous story telling you to do it. Right. But w- if you were the first one to do it, would you say, nah, man, I'm out of here. I'm better than that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You heard like that's the path and that's what you got to do suck up because we have people like Inky Johnson and Eric Thomas and they're all telling you to do the right thing and check your ego and be humble. But would you do that shit on your own? Probably not. No. Would you? You know, a lot of people wouldn't. That
1: shit would sting. It it stings
0: and it's embarrassing. And then the only thing you're left with is that exercise that we discussed earlier to go to a compartment in your head and try to figure out why you need to feel it and promise yourself that it's going to be okay but don't screw around and give up like that's a serious self-talk that a lot of people don't want to have right and that is a special skill set that you can only feel through that heartache and bullshit that no one wants to experience
1: and think about that that experience is happening within like that's working on gaining a better inner standing you know my girlfriend uses that term all the time having a better inner standing when you go to that place there's no one watching on social media you 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 know there's no one cheering you on there's no one who's going to be like man i heard what you did this morning that was incredible it's just it's just you and you yeah man and i think the more you practice in that space the stronger you feel about you Regardless of your position, regardless of your title, regardless of the money you make, you feel stronger about you. And when you feel that, when you're not worried about gaining that, but you feel it, then you're in a place where you can truly give to contribute to others. But as long as you're wondering, oh, how's what I'm saying? You know, how's that sound? Or, you know, is what I'm saying, uh, does it make sense? Or, you know, what can I really do for this person? Because you're worried about you and how you look in the situation. Or you're avoiding the pain.
0: You're avoiding the
1: embarrassment. You're avoiding the no.
0: Maybe they don't know it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hold
0: on. They don't know it. Like They they think that they're outside their comfort zone when, in fact, they're only in their comfort zone. They're strategically negotiating within their head to make sure that they don't leave that comfortable space. Right. But they put the perception that I'm outside my comfort zone. You're you're not outside your comfort zone at all. Like That's what you do. Right. You know? So... It's very interesting what you said. There's like a negotiation that goes on in their brain. And you know, I think that self awareness and having that inner standing. Yeah. Uh mindset where you can say, you know what? I hate that. But I think I might need to feel that. You know, that's not it's because we look at it as it's a waste of time. If it's a waste of time, I'm not going to make money. If I'm not going to make money, why should I do it? Yeah. And uh, there's no upside for me. Well, you think there's no upside for you, but that's an actual negotiation that's going on in your head. That's right. a deeper understanding understanding of yeah. you know, probably why you need it more than anything.
1: Yeah. And the thing is that, see, it's like neurons that uh, fire together wire together. If every time you get an uncomfortable situation, you either seek the path the path of least resistance, or you seek comfort in that situation, in that uncomfortable situation where you could possibly find uh, change or whatever it is that you're seeking beyond that. If you get if you get used to that, your body's it's gonna go so everything goes subconscious. So then your body's always seeking comfort, even in challenging situations where you're supposed to be seeking discomfort because you know. That's going to bring the change that you're after. Instead, you just find the path of least resistance. And then you lock that into your system and that becomes you. So some guys are like, I don't understand why I can't get through that. You know, I don't understand why I always quit when I get so close. It's like, yeah, because you're embedding that in your system. Mm. Because you're not willing to shut down the feelings. Like the feelings you have of get off the rower, Mark. It's okay. No one's watching.
0: Yeah, You can quit. Right. You can quit. Quitting's fine. It's okay. Right. Right. So when oh, you, oh, it is?
1: So when you right. block that and you're able to do it anyways, you start to fire and wire the neurons that are going to help assist you in those times that that now instead of feeling doubt or instead of feeling ner- you're, you know, nervous, now you start to feel strong. You start to feel confident. The more uncomfortable it grows, like the better you feel. But you can't manipulate your feelings until you get yourself to that place and then control it. So like you get yourself to the place where you're like, you want to quit, but you control the urge. And if you you find that if you can control it for at least 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, like you're always fighting for the next 10 seconds. It passes.
0: Yeah, it passes. It does pass. It passes. It passes.
1: Just like someone who's cutting back on the calories. They, they feel the hunger pains. It's like if you can just give it 5, 10 minutes, it's going to pass. But some of the, I can't, this is, I eat, like, and this is what I do. And they start to build this identity
0: around what makes them comfortable. Mm-hmm. And they say, I have to, right? Survival, I have to. Yeah. And it's interesting. I was talking to someone the other day from back home and they said, you know, I just eat. I'm just an eater. I'm like one of the guys and it was a female. And I was like let me ask you a question when was the last time you and your family went away so we went away we did this trail walk and we walked for like six hours and Mm -hmm. i'm like it's interesting did you bring any food she was like no i'm like did you think about food she was like no i'm like yeah because you weren't focused on food right you actually had something productive to do you switched your mindset without even knowing it so think about that
1: that means that we're constantly number one we're constantly in the past we're constantly because if you think of who you are if you embrace the idea that you're constantly evolving constantly changing well, that is happening in your thoughts. So if you're, so for so for instance, people wake up in the past. They think about what happened yesterday and how that went wrong. Or, so it's like right from the get-go, the morning, the the moment you wake up, you're already in the past. For sure. And then we're run by our narrative because then an uncomfortable situation comes up that we've had before, and it's like, oh shit, here comes the close. Like now I got to close this person. I got to ask for the money or whatever it is. And you've by not. By not feeling what you feel and getting out of your head and just doing it anyways, you've now embedded that into your system of like, I cringe every it's time it's a negative we get association mo- exactly yeah. exactly but that see but it's not just a thought that is now built into your physiology it's a piece of you it changes you see someone who's highly confident comfortable and then all of a sudden it comes time to ask for the money and they're like uh so you know they kind of slump down the voice changes yeah so this is you know well it, whatever you want to do like if you could do it, like three times or four times it's like where'd, where'd your confidence go bro when, you were, when it was just training and there was no sales involved, you were like the king out there, mm-hmm. you know? You ran the show. All of a sudden, when it comes into a, a place where you don't feel so comfortable, your physiology changes, your voice, your tonality, your confidence, your clarity, all that goes out the window because you've practiced that now. You didn't say, I'm gonna do it anyways. I'm gonna do it anyways. Because reality is always happening in our mind. So when we're able to separate from those thoughts and just do it anyways, like, what you do on that rower, you you find a sense of freedom because now you have free will. Now you have choice. Now it's no longer predetermined because you're not going in there with a narrative like, oh, shit, I got this thing today. You know, now I'm going to have to close. I'm going to have to ask for the money. This is the second time I'm going to be meeting with her. This, It's like, you see, you're living in the past because the moment that comes, you're going back, you're reflecting back on those thoughts. You're not just there feeling that person, connecting with that person. And Trying to truly contribute to that person you're thinking about how am I gonna feel when I got to do this thing So you're not really there. You're not present, you know, so those are the kind of kinds of things that Take me over that that where I want to get better because I want to involve that in the style of training um, That I do with people. I don't I never want it to be just the exercise guy or just the performance guy For some people that works and then what they do is like man. They they get you to perform better here And then they can outsource you to someone else, let's say if you need a therapist, if you need whatever. Now, by no means am I trying to be someone's therapist, but I wanna have, I wanna be able to have a greater influence, a greater impact. And to do that, I gotta do it to me first, you know? And I I don't feel like I'm there yet. And I'm seven, eight years now into my career. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that, I feel like when I take that step and I get into that back into that zone of being like really uncomfortable and if i can own this piece if i can stand strong if i could come back and look you in the eye and just give you the nod without having to tell you hey no no we did this mark like it wasn't a waste of time like everybody thought or you know i don't have to i don't have to care what you think i don't i can just be like yeah like you know what i mean yeah and you can just feel where i'm coming from you know, a lot of people say, oh, I feel where you're coming from. And they have to say it, then they don't. You yeah, know? of course. So I want you to be able to feel where I'm coming from. And I, I, I say you because I'm talking with you, but I mean that with my family. I mean right, that, right, you know, of course. With of my course. loved ones, I want them to know that I am better. And, I, and, and, and because I took a different approach, I took the uncommon route, I took, you know, the challenging route. Because I know that at the end of that challenge is the change that I'm hoping for. Um, which will, again, my idea is always like, how can I contribute that back? So mm-hmm. that's, that's the next level. Like
0: I'm trying to get to a new game. Well, I mean, like I said before, uh, in the beginning of the podcast, I think it's, number one, it's very big of you. And I think most people, you know, they'd say, it depends. Look, there's many schools of thought out there. There's the person that you're going to go to high school Go to college, get a degree, start working on a job, build build your business, uh, start a business, uh, sustain that business, grow that business, get a family, have some kids, retire, and that's it. Like, there's nothing wrong with that at yeah. all. But, but let
1: me ask you this while you're on that real quick. How many of those people have you worked with or you work with in the past that attained all that? They went through the checklist, by all means, in anyone else's eyes highly successful but still feel like unfulfilled. there's more
0: they all feel unfulfilled i mean i i i look the people that i know that are it doesn't they don't i guess you could say type a but even when they get all those things they don't stop they're always reaching more and i always say the most powerful work that any person can do is that the work of a person that's fulfilling right whatever that may be they have uh and it usually comes down to helping people in some way, shape, or form. Seriously, some way, shape, or form. Part of mine might be uh, is helping people, but like, there's a there's a lot of kids out there who are very similar to to Mark Magna. You know, I don't care if they're from if they're at George Washington High School, Durfee High School, wherever they may be and they all have crazy potential. Like we talked before, but what if you went to LA and became an actor when you were a kid? Who knows, man. Right. I could be sitting next to uh, the next Christian Bale, right? Really. Right. Well, those kids think it's possible, but there might be a lot of people who told them it's not possible. And we could be, you know, have the next Tom Brady right down the street. We could have the next Antonio Brown right down the street. It's re- it's possible. And I feel like it's my job to let those kids know that You can choose to do whatever you want in this world, but just know that it is possible. Yeah. And you have to understand that. And it's not about, yeah, but you got to put in the work. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the possibilities are endless. Don't be short-sighted. Right. And just understand there's a big world out there and there's a lot of possibility. Absolutely. But it's not going to be comfortable.
1: Absolutely. And it may not always be what you imagine it to be. So... The biggest thing, though, is so meaning that you can live your purpose, even if it's out of context of what you thought it would be. Like, for instance, you may have thought you'd be a hero to kids as an NFL athlete. But maybe now you're going to serve as a hero to kids, maybe with your with your book or with your podcast or with your social media. There's a different outlet, but you're still fulfilling your purpose of being a contributor, growing to 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 be able to show here's the potential. And guess what? You don't have to have money. And guess what? You don't have to have rich parents. And guess what? You don't have to be in the best programs. You don't have to go to a Division One school. You just got to want it. And if you can teach that to guys, it doesn't matter how you do it as long as you're fulfilling that purpose. But the second piece that's really important is finding out what's innate within you. Like, we all have innate talents. We all have gifts that have been given to us. And are you exploring those? I don't care in what context are you exploring those like for me I know and I've said this on your podcast before my gift is to be able to see other people's superpowers I see the light in people like I can look at someone and I don't care how low they feel they are or where they feel they are in life like just in a, in, a, in, a, in, in, a, in a single conversation I can usually walk out and be like man like see a greater potential in that person that's a gift like I don't know how I do it I didn't read it in a book I didn't but but that is something that I know I can do and that I've experienced with other people and that it's helped change other people just by letting them see my perspective you know that's an innate talent now I can do that in business I can do that in training I can do that in anything but am I practicing my innate abilities my gifts and then am I serving my purpose
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't care how I do it. You know, obviously, I would like to do it in a way that never hurts anyone else. Right. But other than that, I don't really care how you do it. Mm. So I think those are the two things. And I find like when guys are really lost, it's because they're just following other, you know, guys or girls, I say it as a whole. When people are lost, they're just trying to follow suit. Like they're just trying to follow the person in front of them, but they're not trying to discover what's special about them. Right. You know?
0: At the end of the day, they have to create their own path. Exactly. Everyone says it's cliche to say, but. You know there's like you said before if you picked up a violin you could be the world's I, I used to train a baseball player who i won't mention the name he picked up a baseball bat the first time he swung he hit a ball like 400 yards wow like he knew he was going to be good at baseball and only the kids go he's the best baseball player we've ever played with and it's his first time picking up a bat he knew he yeah. had that talent he just did that's he, a gift know? right Exactly. So, um like to explore those other talents. Like there's other talents out there. There's you know there's certain things that could lead you to the most fulfilling parts of your life. And just I just encourage people to be open-minded to that yeah. because there's a big world out there, right? Absolutely. You no. Know?
1: And and a perfect example is like Jordan. Jordan had a gift as an athlete, but especially as a basketball player. That a gift that he was able to develop. And then he went kind of out of context and like went the baseball route. But he was pulled back into basketball. Now, that could be due to the ego and like, hey, man, like you're way better. You are Jordan here and you're just like, you know, a scout player here. What are you doing? Um, But that's what I mean is like, don't fight your gifts. Don't fight your gifts. And through that, he's been able to inspire many. You know, and his brand still lives. But it had he avoided that gift, like had LeBron James said, "Look, I know I'm tall. I know I'm aggressive. I know I'm a very good basketball player. But I, I'd rather do this." It's not to say you shouldn't, and it's not to say you can't. Some of those gifts are there, you know, for a reason. I believe, and I think that you should explore those within whatever context you want. But you should embrace those gifts. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be average. Right. Don't try to fall in line. Don't try to right. just. Be like the next guy. Find what's special about what you do personally. And, I, I, you know, I think that can really separate you and really help you build whatever you want to build from there. That's
0: You'll have a strong foundation. A lot of uh, great, uh, you know, tidbits and uh, things to think about. But, uh, Lewis, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show, man. It's always uh, a great conversation. But... Really, I wish you luck. I know you don't need it, but I still wish you luck because you're a good friend. And I look forward to your return, but I don't I don't want it to be short. Like, I want you to go over there and have yeah. a great time, learn as much as you can about yourself. I uh, hope you and dJ have a blast. And uh, I know you're going to come back with the thousand-yard stare. <laughs> I right. appreciate it. Right. Thank you, right. Thank you Thanks very much. for having much. me. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you.